Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Just $4.99 a month for your all-access pass. Playing now on Fandor is Rolling Stone, The Life and Death of Brian Jones. This film, which was clearly made without the cooperation of the band, examines the life of the career of Brian Jones, the founder and original leader of the Rolling Stones. Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to another edition of the Fandor Video Podcast. My name is Hooman, alongside the great Chris Kelly. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, hey. how you doing, folks? None of us are in the same room this time. No, kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, we're all about being distributed. Okay, um, so our guest today, his name is Ben Umstead, and Ben is a really big deal when it comes to the world of slam dance. Yeah, that's correct. Um, just a little housekeeping: I do identify as um, non-binary, so if you complete okay. use they, there, that, that would be appreciated. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, thank you. All right, so slam dance. People go, I've heard this before. I know what they're talking about. Isn't it Sundance or what is it? So yeah, slam dance for the audience out there that is kind of in that weird limbo has been around for 28 years. Uh, it was started by filmmakers who rejected getting into Sundance and they said, let's go to Park City and really just stir the pot and let it boil over and see what happens. So it's been going strong for 28 years, kind of in the background of all of the more commercial mainstream buzz that Sundance has turned into. So when you think about slam dance, the way to think about it is first time filmmakers making movies under a million dollars outside of the system by and large and having a platform where they can interact and build with their peers um, not necessarily to get that Netflix deal, but maybe make another movie for 25000 You know, it's really about the people and really about the community at the end of the day. Everybody ben, who how programs long, is a filmmaker themselves. Ben, how long have you been at Slamdance? I have been programming with them for six years in the narrative features category, um, which is for first time directors, as well as the breakouts category, which is for filmmakers that are making their second or third feature. And maybe they're still making it for $100,000. Maybe they're still making one for even $10,000 to where other festivals might not look at you in the same way because of, you know, a look. You know, there's definitely classism that plays in the festivals sometimes, and that's understandable. But slam dance is very much about that inclusive accessibility. So uh, on average, how many movies would you say you see per year? On average, it's about 200 to 250 that I see. There have been years where I have had to watch 400 films across categories. Um, each, each year is a little different because Slamdance pools their programmers from alumni and from filmmakers in their community. So. Sometimes a really great programmer might have to step out because they're making a movie that year and they don't have the time. So so what are the dates of your festival this year? This year, like everyone else, we're online. Yeah, exactly. That was going to be one of the key questions is <laughs> virtual this year, right? <laughs> it's virtual. And you know what? We, we made that decision about two and a half weeks ago. So we were all kind of prepared for everybody else to follow us. Um, it's gonna be January 27th through February 6th. And 
the thing about slam dance for your audience, no matter where they are, um, is this. It's going to be $10 to go to the festival. And by that, I mean not buying a ticket for one film or getting a pass to a program. You're going to pay $10 no matter where you are in the world and have complete access to the yeah. fest. Every yeah. film from short to documentary to narrative feature, every panel. So when we talk about accessibility, we're really talking about audience and filmmaker accessibility at Slamdance. Sounds like a pretty fantastic deal. Um, so You're not gonna find anything else like it when we talk about just watching a hundred different movies over 10 days for $10. So uh, how many submissions did you guys normally get per year? We average right now between about 8,000 and 9,000 total. Now, and how, a, a lot and of those are shorts. Yeah, how many of films actually make it in? We select around 75 shorts, about 30 features total. That's documentary and narrative. And so we have a very small slate. It's actually harder to get into Slamdance than it is Sundance on those statistics. That is harder yeah. because Sundance <laughs> takes, from what I read, 150 narratives and 150 documentaries. On, on average, yeah, and I think they're having to reassess that with more virtual festival stuff, but... Well, why are you guys so picky? <laughs> it's not that we're picky, it's that we only have two theaters okay. versus the dozen that Sundance has. Um, when Slamdance takes place in Park City, we're at the very top of Main Street at the Treasure Mountain Inn. And that is our home. That's where everybody is. And we just all live there for a week. Mm. So yeah. it's a very homey environment in that way. Everyone's just sweating through all their clothes together in one room pretty it's, much. It's, it's, nice. it's fun up there on that on that, that side of that side of the, the, the street. Um, so I've, I've spent a fair amount of time physically in Park City and it's, it's good up there. Uh, it's good up there. It's good. It's calmer, yeah. and also you can have a party and feel like it's your own thing rather than a party related to everything else, you know? All right. Well, listen, Ben, I know you didn't watch all 8,000 submissions, but uh, <laughs> I <really> hope not. <laughs> of, of, of the movies that you're familiar with, what uh, one or two or three movies should we keep an eye out for this year? So I did Breakouts, which is second and third and so forth, and first time narrative. In First Time Narrative, we have films this year that are from really young filmmakers. We're talking about Gen Z, TikTok generation filmmakers just going ahead and jumping in and making their first features. Um, so we have Avalon Fast. She made Honeycomb for a couple thousand dollars. Ethan Eng, he made Therapy Dogs. Again, a couple thousand bucks. Sung Hyen did her Goodbye Sweet Dream um, over in Korea again, for a few thousand dollars. And so these are filmmakers that are just completely pursuing their passion and movies that are gonna get ignored by and large at other festivals, you know, that have Oscar qualifying, you know, connections and all of that stuff that have Anthony and Joe Russo doing a fellowship every year. These filmmakers are coming with films that are very raw, but the slam dance audience expects these raw voices where there might not be, you know, they might not be shaped, but there's something there and there's that spark. So these are films um, that I really hope people get excited about. And we have alumni returning in the breakout selection, including Adrian Murray with his second feature retrograde, as well as, as, well as Frauke Hoffman, 
with her second feature, Be Right Back. Um, so there is that legacy there. And while we like to look at what's happening now, there is that legacy that we like to go back to and make sure that people understand that you can start small, but we look at ourselves as a community, as a launching platform. I mean, Bong Joon-ho and Christopher Nolan had, you know, their first features at Slamdance. And this was before they had any kind of audience in America, you know, back in 1999 and 2000. So it's important to remember that you have a community that sees what you're doing when you have no money, when you have no access to, you know, a philanthropist or a producer that has access to, you know, to studio money or, or boutique, you know, production money. We see you at Slamdance for just the talent that you are. That makes well, sense. this sounds like the greatest film festival ever, doesn't it, Chris? I mean, come and on, it, listen, it, to, and 10 bucks. listen to Ben. What, ten what, bucks. What, yeah. what could go wrong, right? <laughs> There's um, nothing like in person, as we know, but 10 yeah, bucks. Yeah, no, in person is, uh, obviously has its own charms, but, uh, but yeah, 10 bucks online sounds good to me. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, I have two more questions for you. One is, uh, are there any initiatives that Slamdance is doing this year that we should be made aware of? So this is something that's been happening, but it's really, I think, built building into itself now. It's it's understanding what it is. And this is the unstoppable program. This is a program um that is that is programmed, excuse me, to this is a program that is being put together by filmmakers with all kinds of disabilities. Um, as somebody who is disabled because of their eyesight, um, I I'm very excited about having this now. This is the second, third year, third year that we've done it fully. Um, I'm not programming there, but just because of my, you know, time and energy and the other other programs. But Unstoppable as a program is a selection of people with all kinds of, you know, disabilities, different things that set them apart in our unfortunate you know capitalist structure that says you are not able to xxx and they say actually let me show you what i can do because of what you you know view as a disability so unstoppable is that program um it's also 
really important to note that, you know, the way that alumni come back into the festival is really exciting and really, I think, fulfilling. Um, Joan Anthony Russo had their first film at Slamdance. And when they started their company, Agbo, they came back to Peter Baxter, who's the president um, and one of the co-founders, and they said, we want to do a fellowship. So every year, Joe and Anthony watch the films and they pick a filmmaker that they're going to mentor, that they're going to give money to, to produce, that they're going to give office space um, to work in, that they basically have everything for the next year to two years to just focus on making a movie. And so talk about get, you know paying it forward in that respect. There's that element as well. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Well, let's just end with this. Uh, ben, when you and I first spoke to kind of go over the questions and figure out, you know, the, the temperament of this interview, you kind of revealed uh, a little bit about how you guys choose the films that actually make it in. So can you share with us how that works at Slamdance? Yeah, another, um, another, oh my God, it's totally different from what I expect in a moment. Um, so the way that Slamdance works is by and large through a democratic group process. So when I, as a programmer, um, come to the table, I'm watching you know, the 200 films. Not everybody's gonna do that. Everyone who watches over a certain criteria is then invited to come to deliberations. And this is where we, as a group, vote democratically on the films. We talk about everything. Everybody has their passion projects. They're really encouraged to fight for them. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we vote on everything and the films that get in are typically, you know, the best of the best, just because it's hard to argue by that point. So many people have seen it and you go, wow, 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 that's something. Um, but, but there's never favoritism. There's never a director of programming or a head programmer that says, no, I want this film, not that film. It's all about the programmers that are there that year and the work that they put in and that they're the experts, that they've watched all the stuff. They know what they're doing. They're filmmakers as well. And so it's really honoring the expertise of the filmmaker slash programmer role. Very cool. Well, one thing Ben uh, sort of left out is how heated it can get <laughs> and how intense it can get when somebody's pushing oh, that sounds that fun. You, you would think in that kind of situation that that would be it, it would turn into this big contentiousness you know battle which could be a lot of fun there's there's a polite you know the best way to put it is probably it's like fencing there's going to be some tete-a-tetes right there's going to be some energy that's a little a little prickly but everybody knows that at the end of the day we're here for these, you know, young filmmakers. And I don't mean young in the sense that everyone like Ethan or Avalon is 19 or 20 years old, but that these are filmmakers that need that sense of what they're doing is seen and heard and they can make movies. We've all been there as, as programmers. Um, I've made micro budget features as a producer in shorts. And so to be seen in an environment largely based around is your budget over a certain amount of money is really, really um, empowering at the end of the day. So this is what we take away. And even though there is that kind of, uh, not fisticuffs, again, fencing or chess perhaps, 
um, a lot of the time it's really like we're all in this together. And when there are arguments, we have our co-captains to help steer the ship. And uh, those are just programmers that are managing the meeting and really keeping, you know, keeping things professional in that way. Very cool. His name is Ben. The film festival is Slam Dance. Ben, remind us one more time. Uh, what are the dates of the festival? This year, you can get online no matter where you are in the world, whether in your Peru or Canada or Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic, right? Yeah, Czech Republic. Um, <laughs> wherever you are in the past, um, you can get online and you can pay 10 bucks and you can watch all the films as many times as you want from January 27th through February 6th. And what's the URL, Ben? URL is slamdance.com. You go there, you're all set. Awesome. Nice. Ben, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Everyone, support Slamdance. They're doing amazing work. Chris, great job today, buddy. Great to see you guys. All right. Ben, we wish you nothing but the best. Thanks so much. Thank you all so much. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by Fandor. Sign up online or in the app for a free one-week trial. Playing now on Fandor is Rolling Stone, The Life and Death of Brian Jones. This film, which was clearly made without the cooperation of the band, examines the life of the career of Brian Jones, the founder and original leader of the Rolling Stones. That's Fandor, F-A-N-D-O-R, the home for cinephiles. 